Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, today I'm here with the Bloody Beat Roots. Hello. Hi. So first off, your album is amazing. Like Thank it's you very so much. good. I've been listening to it so much. And also, like you're such a good sport for being so in character the whole interview with all this. So that's awesome. That's my job, you, know? <laughs> you gotta take it seriously. <laughs> so you were born in Italy. How do you say it? Like Rapa. Bassano, Bassano del, del Grappa. Grappa. Bassano del Grappa. Were your parents born there as well? Yeah, of course, all my family is still there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's such a beautiful little town, 50,000 people. Yeah. Just. That's crazy. And your, all your grandparents and stuff, like all... I have no grandparents anymore. Yeah, but, but before yeah, they, they were... were born. <laughs> yeah. They were born there. What is the main like industry like there, or like what makes um, people live there? As you can tell from the name, is Grappa, mm -hmm. the spirit. That's, yeah. That's the main industry. Oh. That's where, you know, all the economy is based on. Yeah. Drinking grappa. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it kind of like? Like, what were what's the environment like when you were growing up there? Uh, well, we have good people, good food. Everybody's super friendly, and there's not much to do. But that's the beauty of the of that town as well. Yeah. And you can have lots of frustration and create a lot of music. Can you describe how your parents are like? Uh, my parents, they all wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my mom, my dad, my sister. Um, sometimes the dog likes wearing the mask too. Oh my god! <laughs> and fortunately, we don't have cats. But you know. Oh my god, that would be cool. That would be cool. That would, that would, that be, would be the coolest pet. Uh, my dad is super chill and super quiet, mm -hmm. but he's also very tight and serious about things. Mm -hmm. My mom is very dreamy. Oh. Yeah, she's such a sweetheart. Yeah. I love her so much. Oh. Um, and my sister, she's as tight as my dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tight in what way? Like narrow-minded uh, or? Like in a the way they like doing things properly in a very schematic mm. way. Yeah. And they're great on doing that. Yeah. But I don't think they can make any music. <laughs> but my mom can do. Oh, she's a, she does music? Yeah, she's the creative one. Oh, yeah. What kind of characteristics do you see from them that you see in yourself? I have the chill of my dad. Yeah. Because I can be really, really quiet. But I can be really, really dreamy like my mom. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess from my dog, I got the, the madness. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because I love, I love jumping and running around. Yeah. That's what I got from my dog, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> How do you describe yourself like back then growing up? Uh, I grew up, I grew up in Bassano, like a crazy boy, like a black sheep of that little city. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was always doing something that my other uh, partners didn't want to do, hmm. like listen to crazy music. Um, just, I was love doing, I love doing uh, different stuff. And that was not really common in Bassano de Grappa. Yeah. Because it's such a small and conservative uh, Oh, it was pretty crazy. So you always felt like you couldn't fit in, kind of? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm still considered a black sheep, mm -hmm. especially when I walk around with this mask. 
<laughs> yeah, and then you started like doing instruments like pretty young, right? Yeah, I started. I started like I was nine. Yeah, was that something that you wanted to do, or did your mom? No, my parents wanted me to do that because I was a little shy guy, and uh, they didn't, you know, want to turn around this thing. So I started playing guitar, classical guitar, when I was nine. Um, it was pretty good. My mom wanted me to, to play guitar because it was, I was super shy. Not talking, mm -hmm. not interacting with other guys, with other kids. And so she wanted me to study something that could me get a better social environment. Yeah. And that was the time of the guitar. And then I started learning drums and bass guitar. I started singing. Yeah. And um, yeah. Were the other instruments something that you asked them for, or did they tell you like, oh, what if you just tried others? Um, no, but uh, but I did leave guitar because didn't want to play anymore, and I started studying other instruments just because you know they introduced me to music, and then I say I gotta do whatever if I can want. So yeah, <laughs> but that was good. That was mm -hmm. a good start. I would say thanks to them for that. Yeah, did you like school back then? Uh, no, I did private private studies. Mm -hmm. Never went to school. On oh, like homeschooled or like um, at home or like what? What what's private school? Private, private school is like you know you have a private teacher that teaches you stuff. Oh, like they come to your house? Yeah. Oh, what was like the choice behind that? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. Uh, no, I studied art school. Mm -hmm. I started art school for many many years. Yeah. And then I left at some point. Was this the classical school or before that? I changed three different schools. Oh, okay. Uh, not because I didn't like to study, but I was kind of cuckoo, crazy. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, like I said before, uh, from my dog I got this crazy madness that I got to go and run around. So mm -hmm. I was always the guy who were running around the school and teachers didn't really like that. Oh, so you're so, kind of like rebellious and like exactly. talking back to teachers? So had, exactly, yeah. so I had to change uh, many, many schools. Like at least three, yeah. like three years. That well, was not a happy situation for mm, my parents. Right, yeah. What were your favorite subjects back then? My favorite subject? Maths. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If what? you're a good musician, you're also good. That's what I've heard, actually, yeah. Yeah. What about maths that you really like? I think because uh, when you start learning an algorithm, it takes you away for a while. It's like a, kind of a drug, like um, a journey, a trip. Mm -hmm. Very similar to an acid experience. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you learn, you know, decoding, that kind of stuff, you also learn how to deal with notes and music. And that's pretty inspiring. That's yeah. Pretty inspiring. I did like it. What did you learn from classical, or classical school that you see that you're still using the methods now? Oh, well, those were my fundaments, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, I think without classical music, I couldn't really uh, do anything about the bloody beaters now. Mm. So I learned how to deal with melodies and harmonies which are my main things on creating music yeah uh, because I always start you know before I start at a, because before I start doing something electronic I always start before 
I start making music. So I start with a good harmony and with a good melody, and then I translate everything into the electronics. Right. Okay. So that's that's. I believe that's the secret of the Bloody Beakers. Mm -hmm. What kind of music did our parents listen to in the house? Um, I guess they were listening soundtracks from uh, movie, a series of movie called Emmanuel, mm -hmm. which are like soft porn movies from. <laughs> 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. pretty cool stuff. You gotta uh, Pierre Bachelet. You gotta listen to Pierre Bachelet, mm -hmm. Emmanuel in Thailand. Okay, I'll one try. of the most, one of the sexiest uh, track ever written for oh, wow. um, for making love. Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting. Yeah, was that something that inspired the early music you made? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure about it. <laughs> that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, and then how did you even like? find music in general like your parents were listening to that what well, were, were your friends listening to more punk stuff or how did you even like uh, start finding music yourself my my uncle introduced me to to a different type of music because it was um a drummer of, of a punk band oh so he, introduced, he introduced me to a way different style from what my parents were listening at the yeah. time. And so was it through your uncle that you spent a lot of time together? He was like showing you music and like exchanging music? Exactly. And I started playing drums as well. Um, that's his fault. Yeah. For man things. <laughs> was punk music something like, was your uncle kind of like the odd one out listening to it? Or were people like, like you know what I mean? It's like he's doing, he was doing music full time there. Was that something common, or like was he really out of the blue just doing this? He was. He was. He was into the music business as it was. That drummer thing was his job mm -hmm. for five, six years. Yeah. So I got to learn how to deal with fame, which I didn't like it at all. That's mm. the reason why I wear a mask because I give fuck about fame. I want to go get a coffee without anybody else. Mm. Blah blah blah, and um. But yeah, I think uh, my passion for music came from my uncle because I discovered how I love making things differently, differently from the others. Yeah. How do you describe your very first songs that you made? My very first song I made was for my dad. Yeah? Yeah, it has an Italian title called uh, Quando Sarò Papa which is uh, in English, it's uh, when I'm gonna be a dad, mm -hmm. something like that, and uh, it's a pretty sweetie song. What does it sound like? It's like four jazzy chords, really sweet, uh, with a clavy bossa nova kind of tempo, bass, roads, yeah. pretty sweet. How did that progress into the stronger stuff? Uh, I think, uh, I believe I have many colors inside myself um, and with colors, by colors I mean different music genres and but they all stay together so there's not a quiet part or a hard part of Bob Rico. I think it's, it's, it's all in, in there, it's a full-on journey with, with everything, mm -hmm. it's just music I guess. Yeah. Were you already in, how old were you when you were in your first band? Uh, I was, uh, wow, I was 12. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And the name of the band was uh, The Far Voices, mm -hmm. and we didn't have a singer. 
a band without a singer, damn. <laughs> so after that stage, how did you like start progressing? Like what did what was the next step after that? Uh, well, after that, I started playing pretty much every single music genres that I liked. And from, you know, jazz to rock, going through punk music and electronic. And then uh, I found that <coughs> I'm very familiar on playing any type of music. And uh, with the Bloody Beatles, I think I've been trying to destroy the the concept of having music genres just because I don't believe in music genres anymore. Mm. And how, oh my god. And how, what, what was the way that you got your That's first... That's my dog, by the way. <laughs> so I, I hear the madness. <laughs> what was the way that you got your foot in the door? I mean, it's kind of difficult, right? From your um, small place growing up in like Italy to like... How did you even like get out of that area? I don't know if it's difficult or yeah. if it's a privilege. Because, you know, in a small town, time runs really slow. Mm -hmm. And that gives actually the time to create, which is a good, good thing. Um, and I don't believe you got to move to a bigger city to, yeah. to make something. I believe in the power of time to create something, which is way more powerful than any moves you can do. Yeah, but how did you put your first songs out there? Like, how did you get people to start noticing you? Oh, uh, well, I got really, really lucky. Hello. <laughs> I got really lucky because uh, MySpace at that time gave me the opportunity to spread my music to the world without mm. any kind of label involved. Yeah. And I was lucky. I was there at the right time doing the right thing. And uh, maybe... Nowadays, it's a little more complex or complicated, I don't know. But that MySpace era brought me a lot of success oh. and fame just because, you know, you could put anything around and people got to listen. And it was pretty honest mm -hmm. and uh, easy. The songs may sound a little bad, but, you know, they were true. Yeah. Actually, what is it like? Like seeing the whole industry change from like that to like how important like playlisting is is it was it very easy for you to adapt um it's not easy but my main thing is always the time to create something quality wise you gotta take time so i, I don't really care about you know joining a playlist or something i want to deliver good music to people mm -hmm. uh, so my way of thinking our way of producing music didn't change much yeah <clears throat> so uh, I, 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 I want to say I don't adapt, but I evolve in the way I want to communicate myself. So just saying, the more I live, the more I'm able to express myself better. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I don't think about all the algorithms around right. to make music and the fucking business and blah, blah, blah. Just because I don't believe in that kind of algorithm. Because mm -hmm. in five months from now, it's gonna be different again. Yeah. But music will not change. Yeah. Good music, at least. Mhm. Mm How do you think you've grown as a person since the beginning? Well, it's been ten years from mm -hmm. from the Bloody Beatles days, Euro. Yeah. So a lot of things change. Mm -hmm. Lots of things. Like the, I mean, I changed a lot. I mean. 
you get to know, you get to meet lots of people in 10 years. But most of all, you get to challenge yourself with, uh, with different cultures. Mm -hmm. So the clash you have after 10 years of, of doing that, it's, it's a unique, it's special. And uh, that makes you grow a lot. Yeah. Are there any specific things that you learned? Well, uh, a language, um, I think I learned how to make my own language, mm -hmm. which is not related to any form of English, Italian, even if my English is kind of fucked up. Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess I, I have my own language, so... Um, so all this 10 years trip taught me that. Yeah. That's what I learned mm -hmm. uh, from that. Yeah. And do you think you're showing more of your personality now than before? Or do you think you've always like really expressed yourself and like really uh, been vulnerable with your music from the beginning? Uh, well, I think I can express myself a little better now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Uh, even because, uh, and uh, especially on the creation of this album, I did want to use words and music. And uh, at the beginning, it was all about music. But this time, especially for this album, I really want to take care of words. Yeah. Even if I'm not a good speaking person, uh, I wanted to put the weight I used to put in, on music on words to have a same level of communication same level of expression and that's the reason why I called so many singers to, mm -hmm. to join this this journey yeah because I couldn't really do it myself I needed lots of variety of nuances and uh, and the singers are all diverse of all connected yeah to my life yeah because I wanted to use them I wanted to use their voices to tell a story and that was the story of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually interviewed Crywolf like this in Hong Kong, and I heard that song, and it's so good. <laughs> Thank you. Was there a turning point in your life where you realized that words became more important to you? Did something happen? Yeah, I think uh, uh, it was uh, it was when I met uh, Jay Buchanan from Rival Songs. Mm -hmm. That experience changed my life. And I understood that I needed to make an album like The Great Electronic Swingle because I needed to have words. I felt the need to use as much as many words I could for, for this album. Yeah. And it happened last year. Mm-hmm. Fall of the last year. What themes did you express your yeah, state of mind the while theme? making Yeah. Hey. The theme is is my life, it's four years of, of my life. Mm -hmm. I went through all the different uh, experiences that I had and I wanted to tell them all. So I had to share all my thoughts and my emotions, my feelings with the singers I called. Mm -hmm. And uh, we deliver a fucking great piece of music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were there any specific, like, what about the four years that, you, that came out to you that were like, this is a significant part of my life? Well, at the end of 2014, I was completely empty. Mm. I said, I don't want to do any more Bloody Beatles music because I, don't, I have nothing to tell. Mm. So I started leaving. Yeah. And the more you leave, the more you're able to tell stories. 
And um, and so after two years of, of leaving, I started thinking, wow. So I got some stories now, and uh, but I feel the need to to do more. And then I started thinking again about the Bloody Beers, about delivering a new album, and um, everything is pretty significant from from the love stories to the struggles that I had with my friends, you know, losing people around the world, and. Uh, the fatigue to be on tour for so much time oh, yeah. and, and the way that that kind of environment brings you down mm -hmm. and everything was important to tell yeah and I think this album speaks for itself a lot and the messages are pretty straight to the point uh, there's no way of misunderstanding I mm -hmm. guess what would you say have been your biggest struggle so far in your whole career Ooh. The biggest struggle is, like I said before, uh, I have not the ability to tell stories anymore. Mm -hmm. When you're completely empty, because you know you're living your dream, but you also live in and 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 the void. Because as soon as you start touring, that you're living into the void. Because that's not life that you're telling to people. That's like you know riding a wave. Which is not your life. Touring is not your life. Mm -hmm. Your life is out of touring. So that was my main concern. I said, wow, I'm an empty person now at the end of 2014. Mm -hmm. How can I get back to my life? And uh, fortunately, I have a mask. So, and uh, you know, I'm out of the celebrity system. So I can really live my life without alienating myself on yeah. a level that I, could, I cannot interact with people. Mm -hmm. And that's a privilege. But the mask saved my life in that wow. case. Yeah. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, for the music. Mm -hmm. That's all I ask. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. My pleasure. <laughs>